Hey, and welcome to another day of Daybreak Crypto, or another episode of Daybreak Crypto, I should say. Um, today, we are talking about the big story in crypto, which is Terra and UST, which is the stable algorithmic stable coin created by Terra. Um, so a lot of people have probably heard about stable coins. There's uh, the most popular is probably USDT, and then there's also USDC. And then the next most popular as of late was probably UST, which is the Luna stablecoin. Um, so last night we had an event where, as many people are aware, the whole market took a, a beating. But the thing with these stablecoins, especially the algorithmic ones, is when when you have some of these you know, black swan events or even events like yesterday where you just have large volatility in the market, it can lose peg. And yesterday... We witnessed that. And I think a lot of people saw something they haven't seen since probably close to 2017, which is a 50% loss in value in one day uh, on, on Luna, which was, I think, somewhere around you know, 15, 20 billion in market cap prior to yesterday. So wild day in the markets, um, you know, lots of liquidations across all tokens, especially Luna. Um, just a wild day in general, man. Just reminds you how unregulated this this market is and how dangerous it can be but you know most people in this market know that it, but it's it's a reminder that's for sure i mean yeah. from your perspective how how did how did you feel yesterday watching this all pan out yes wild to watch i mean we've been here we've been through these kind of drawdowns i think like the story here is is super important and i don't really even know where to start because it's developing yes but what what looks like has happened is a bank run, a lot of people, a lot of money trying to head out the door mm -hmm. very, very quickly and clogging of infrastructure slows that down. And so if everybody's trying to sell, you know, if, if like panic hits people, then the, the prices just cascade once stop losses start to go into effect. And if everybody's trying to convert with their algorithm, so there's this algorithmic feature to convert the Luna token into Terra into UST and back and forth, vice versa. So there's a lot getting clogged up in the cosmos here. And that's really where I want to just focus, stay focused is whether or not a algo stablecoin, which has never actually been proven out before. This is a, a concept that has never been successful yet. I think a lot of us thought and maybe still think UST is, is the, the leading contender for that. I mean, they've been the biggest one to ever make it this far. So I guess moving forward, what I'm, what I'm really thinking about is, okay, this is a really important project for all Cosmos tokens, having UST pairings on DEXs, this market belief that one UST is worth a dollar, despite not being backed by any central balance sheet. Um, you know, we all want to see a decentralized stablecoin work, but this is a really important coin, not just in the cosmos, but across all exchanges. So if there's a fundamental problem with this, or if, if there's this bank run that ends up being catastrophic for the project, it's going to be a huge deal. It'll be a setback that I think, like, let's just say devil's advocate, this, the entire project goes away, which I don't think is going to happen. There's, there's a path forward, but um, that's really where I think this lies next is what happens to Anchor. Does, does the asset flow come back into the Anchor vault? Does it not? Does the 
APY stick? Does, well, does it get lowered? I mean, what's what's and, going on? Because they have a huge reserve of BTC that they had to sell or they're loaning out, right? Yep. Well, so I guess, and this is kind of where it gets even more convoluted, right? So from what I understand, they still have some of that Bitcoin left. They actually chose not to redeploy the other half yesterday because basically how far off peg USD came, they realized that they it was a losing battle, right? You weren't going to protect the peg. So they made the decision, as far as I know, to hold that Bitcoin with the idea that they're going to deploy it later um, or buy back their other Bitcoin. So I think I think don't is actually the reason. So one thing is Doquan is, the I guess, the figurehead of Luna, although it's a decentralized protocol, but he is kind of the face that you tie to, to Luna. He's the founder. Yeah, he's the founder. Yeah. Um, but. But really what's crazy is like he hasn't said much since they deployed that first 1.5 billion. And I think it's because he realized that showing your cards to market makers and whales is not the way to go. He has been talking about, you know, this reserve and how they'll protect the peg and all this Bitcoin that they're going to deploy if necessary. Now, if you're and this is just me kind of putting on my my hat as like if I was a whale or a market maker, how do I profit off of this? Well, I know you have to deploy your Bitcoin when you're losing peg so if i can get you to lose peg and take a long on bitcoin you're gonna have to you know or or take a short on bitcoin you're gonna have to sell your bitcoin to hold the peg which is going to lower the price of bitcoin so if you're short bitcoin you can push that price down knowing exactly what another protocol is going to do with it that right there you showed your cards people know your strategy they're going to try to exploit it so i think doe being quiet right now might be him in a back room with all his team figuring out how do we fix this and how do we do this without letting other people know what we're going to do to fix this so they can't manipulate it. Cause right now I, the UST lost its peg to the point it was down to 70 cents on the dollar, right? We're back up to about 94, 95, I think. So it, it's recovered pretty nice, but scary moments as someone who is sitting on a lot of UST thinking that there may be this, you know, dip in the market um, or this, you know, crash. So we want to be safe. And yet here comes this crash and all of a sudden my UST is worth 70 cents on the dollar. I mean, that was, that was a really eye-opening moment for me and really just a crazy, that's the crazy panic. Moment. I mean, that's the panic because if you've been allocating into stable coins, wanting to wait out this volatility in this bear market, now you're getting, now you're, you're realizing your risk is, isn't zero. It's not like you're holding USD. It's, exactly. it's a stable coin. It's an algo stable coin. So, I mean, that's where like the panic really starts to hit. And if you've been sitting in a, a sizable deposit of UST on the anchor protocol, just feeling really safe, this is the risk. This is the protocol yeah. risk rearing its head. Um, and to your point about the market makers and, and showing your cards, I mean, a hundred percent, like there's a lot of game theory here because there's there's complicated strategies and I, I guess probably not so complicated but I mean to me kind of complicated ways that you can you can game this game these uh, these deep peg moments to, to make money so you know one thing I was reminded of I saw on Twitter um, like when Soros broke the Bank of England and you know this thing happened in the past where entire countries banks just getting, slapped around by by huge hedge fund titans right right so in those days you didn't have people tweeting their moves or a blockchain to like audit you know it was very much 
a poker game or a chess match that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't fault though. I mean, a lot of people, at first I was like, man, he, why isn't he saying anything like this is, this, this is crazy. But then I'm like, well, look, he's, he's busy. You know, he's heads down trying to <laughs> fix this. So I don't really, I don't really read into much of it, you know, yeah. as far as him not talking, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, I would love to know. I would love to monitor the wallets that these, these things are happening because they said, Doe had said that they wanted to loan out the BTC to a professional market maker that was going to play both sides of the market. Right. They did not want to just sell it. Right. right. They, they didn't want to just dump BTC on the market. Um, and that's, I think, a concern that that definitely, well, that probably started driving the, the Bitcoin price yesterday. If if everybody's assuming they're just going to dump a billion dollars worth on the market. Well, um, I think there was a fear of that. And I think that's kind of what I was trying to allude to a little bit earlier was when he when he basically made that move and he'd already announced that they bought the BTC and, and it was going to be used for this mechanism to help protect the peg. So once he basically gave away his cards, like we were talking about earlier and said, hey, I'm committing one point five billion. You bet people saw that and made some moves, right? Of course, they went to, you know, FTX and all the different places and, and got their shorts ready for this event. And then once you had all these whales doing this, it just it just became this, you know, liquidating, cascading event where they just kept pushing it farther and farther down. The peg got further and further away. They're dumping all this into these curve pools. I mean, it's just it was it, it very much seemed like this was coordinated um, in some way. And that just as a retail investor, it's always tough to see um, and, and it's tough to be a part of. Right. Because you, you always have this fear that you're just such a small fish. And then once you see something of like this happen, you realize how little control you have. So it'll be interesting to see, like you said, what comes out of this. Uh, you know, people are combing through the blockchain right now. There's a lot of people with a lot of money involved who are trying to figure out what just happened. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what they find. But one thing I did read that actually gave me a laugh last night, despite all my despair, um, was someone tweeted out, is this just quantitative easing? And uh, <laughs> that, that got me yep. good. That was yeah, the only yeah, thing yeah. that made me laugh yesterday. So, hey, It's the little things, man. It's the yep. little things. I Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a, a short episode here, but, um, you know, we didn't really, not, not a lot of explaining from us no. on this, just kind of. Well, I don't think we know yet. Get our, our bearings. Yeah. And I mean, this is kind of a, it's a complicated story. So we would have to, we would have to kind of walk. If, if you're not familiar with Luna, like this is, this is a lot to try to digest. It is. Yeah. And, and so even for, for those who are familiar, it's, it's completely a mess. So, I mean, a little tough to explain in, in layman speak, but like this, uh, this huge deal and, just a reminder that like protocol risk is always there, obviously, but I mean, we all want this to work. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, we just gotta stay the course. Yeah. A lot of buying opportunities. I mean, I know, I know a couple of us were scalping some things, but you know, if you were looking at prices a month or two ago, wishing or three months ago, four months ago, wishing you had gotten into something cool now would be, a good time to revisit that possibly. Yeah. Maybe start to DCA or something. Cause, and I know you're not advocating for this specifically, but yeah, definitely wouldn't say, Hey, this is the dip, go buy it. Cause I definitely don't feel comfortable, but certainly this is a time where I think you can start to, you know, look at the prices, look at the levels are at and, and maybe see some more realistic 
valuations. Um, maybe you start to DCA into some of those positions you'd been waiting for for the last three, four, five months. But yeah, always be cautious. Um, we say we say this often, but just because it goes down 50-60%, it can go down another 50-60-70%, and we've seen it happen. So just always be cautious. Um, we always like to make that clear. And and yeah, and just make sure that you you always remember there's a ton of risk, even stable coins. There is risk. You know, this is uh, it's a new... It's a whole new kind of realm right here that that's still being developed. And you run into issues like this, just like we have in, in history with banks and other financial institutions and find ways to make them better, hopefully, and, and continue on. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a believer um, that's an anti-fragile system here. So I think there's there's going to be improvement. And I'm just going to end on this and then we will wrap up here. But DPEGs have happened to other stable coins in the past. It's happened to Terra in the past. And so my my big red flag is if this lasts more than a week. Um, I've seen DPEGs, I think 2018 Tether DPEGed for a little bit, but not more than a couple of days, if I remember right. I could be wrong about that. But if if a deep if the DPEG does not recover within a week or two, that's when I start to get existentially concerned about the about the whole thing. But until then, um, I'm not I'm not overly overly you know. Yeah, sky is falling mode. But. Well, and and I will say the peg has recovered back to ninety two cents as of right now. It it was in the sixties and, and low seventies for a while yesterday. So there was some time where I was in real panic mode. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was, I was watching my USD. <laughs> right, not what you would have expected. So, nope. all um, right, man. Good, dip. good session. Couldn't buy the dip. <laughs> a good session here. Um, got a jump, but we will be back tomorrow with more daybreak crypto. And hopefully some more news on this. Oh, I'm sure. All right, have a good one, man. See ya.